Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother. Danielle, hi, hello, how are you? Hello, Brad, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'll be honest. It's the podcast for casuals. I needed to take, I needed to take a week off. I watched two out of the three episodes. <laughs> it's been three weeks. <laughs> I know. It's entering casual to take season a week here. Off. <laughs> we are casual. I mean, we have it in our names. We're casual, but we do remember the season of Pressure Cooker and they brought it back. I just want to take a casual test here. How many hours of the live on feeds Pressure Cooker comp did you watch? This Less than one. Same. But more no, than, that's not but true, more than zero. No, I watched about an hour and a half. Yeah. More than zero. I mean, all that I watched was a bunch of people being very uncomfortable and standing in a room in silence. So there wasn't right. – I forgot what it, what happened the last time. I wasn't like the damn contestants on Big Brother Season 25 who were like, what's the pressure cooker? I uh -huh. knew what it was. Yeah. I'm a BB6 loyalist. But uh, there didn't like fights happen? Didn't people like... Well, it was just a completely different season. It was yeah. such an exciting comp because it was like a split yeah. house. So whoever won was going to change the way the house went. It it's very yeah. different this season. And also, I was at a more pivotal point moment. in the game. Yeah. A more of a fulcrum moment. You know, mm. like <laughs> it was deeper into the game. It was It was probably around like the start of jury, something like this. It was week three. Everyone's like still doing unanimous votes about everything and, you know, saying we love you all the time. Like, yeah, there are divisions in the house. We'll get into them later. We'll get into the winner of pressure cooker. It is. This is kind of a split house, except for it's kind of what has, I felt has happened the last few years where it's a split house and the people on like the kind of losers Alliance <laughs> can't get their shit together at all and don't even know. And wouldn't even know if they want HOH, what to do with it or who to target. And they would probably just target themselves. Right. Which we might be seeing currently happening. Once we get to spoiler sections, we'll discuss. But should we talk? Should we rewind and go back to not Sunday because Brett didn't watch it and I don't remember it. But perhaps Wednesday night's episode. Wednesday night's was pretty good. That was like Everyone, an actually a good episode. Of well, I tweeted like I haven't watched it yet. I wasn't able to watch it Wednesday night and... And, but I would watch it. And everyone on Twitter was like, you got to watch it. Great episode. Actually funny. I couldn't believe the response that the defense that people brought to this episode. Because usually we're all aligned that the episodes are not very so, good. So, but this episode yeah. was top notch. It was. Um, first note, I didn't watch Sundays at all. But, I, you know, there was like the four minute previously on. Yeah, that's enough. The pressure cooker is good. We should do more of that. But we should have more completely rando competitions. Like it was clearly like like a putt putt thing where you had to putt a booger into a, a number, <laughs> right? Right. Yes, for Felicia to win. Yes, that's how Felicia. Felicia, went, sorry. Got got it right. Like mm -hmm. we. God bless the old season. Farewell, fellow old Highsome. But like. <laughs> We can't just have Matt win in every HOH. Not that he's won, come close to really winning anything so far. But like, let's just have more. Let's just keep it random. Keep. I agree. Keep it going. That's what's making this season at least a little bit interesting is you do think you've got your finger on the pulse of what's happening, who's going to win, what's going on. And then. Miss Felicia wins <laughs> and you're like, oh, and then she backdoors her own, like her only meat shield who can win comps in her alliance, Heisem, who she was previously like on great terms with. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it it was really good. I mean, I, we got a lot of really good stuff from from everyone. We kind of blue blue is like. Doing some blue stuff, like what we really imagined her to do. I don't know if like she's like particularly in a strong place in the house. But like, in the episode, she when did. She was cry she's doing the yeah. fake crying bit. Yeah. So high some. Well, she really 
That's she had girl. me and That's then she lost me. So yeah, yeah. Why does she hate Isom so much? <laughs> I don't quite know because on her on her goodbye message too was like, "I you played a truthful game, and I'm telling the truth." Bye, bitch. Yeah, F you. I hate you, Isom. Like, why was she Isom's number one hater? Because in the show, all that we saw was him being like, "You guys are like to her and Jared." Him being like, "You guys are so cute." Like he wasn't. It wasn't really like he was antagonistic towards them. He was being kind of funny about her and Jared cuddling on the couch or whatever it may be. So why did she hate him so much? I thought it was a bit much. I Honestly, know. I think it turned people against her. I, I found it a bit of a turn off that goodbye message just because uh, well, it, I would have been fine with it if it came from like he was gunning for her. It was like they'd had a big fight or something, but he it didn't seem like they had really anything going on in the house other than her fake crying to him. Well, I'm a glutton for punishment. So um, that's like a yes, mommy sort of situation. Like make fun of me. Oh, <laughs> okay <laughs> blue and jared speaking of blue we, while we're on the topic of blue we might as well talk about the showmance of the season which is blue and jared it's like a cold showmance cold and that like just we're just holding up. hands we're just holding hands right no, now. no they've made out oh have they they've See, made I'm out s- under the covers <laughs> i'm a casual i'm a casual that's what happens when you're a bb casual They've made out. Um, it's good for them. It's. I just don't know. I just don't know how anyone could want to make out with anyone with their mom living in the same house. I know it's such a different. It's such a different thing. I. This is what I called about after I made my peace with Suri and her son being on this season together. Yeah. I was like, this is what I'm going to look forward to, which is the mom and sonness of it all. Of like being in a being an adult trapped in a house with your mom, for one, is not ideal. Add the fact that it's for 100 days. Add the fact that it's televised. Add the fact that there are sexy singles in your area also <laughs> in the house. And that's, it, that is a recipe for some like enjoyable drama for the rest of us, for us casual viewers. I, I just, I, yeah, I don't want to make out with anyone with like my mom around. <laughs> it's like you're back in high school. It's like you're back in high school. Your parents are That's why asleep. I abstained. I abstained. Okay. <laughs> I abstained from making out. Well, that's what school. some people had to do. Some people. I don't know. I, know. I won't name names. But are, are you a name? <laughs> to some people. <laughs> but I enjoyed that. I thought that was a great segment too. And then I know what we both loved, which was Corey's Nicole. dress up. Corey's oh. dress up. <laughs> oh yeah. Corey dress up. All I thought I was like, this is good social game. Like I actually, I actually have quite a lot, to, not a lot to say. I have a bit to say about the Corey situation. Okay. One, your point. Exactly. Good social game. I said this week one. I said, if Corey survives past week one, Corey's going to go very far in the game. And we are like very much. Danny was wrong. Suiting up for that. This is a, this is a Brett with hashtag Brett was right week. Yeah. Um, the camera, the little camera, the little digital camera that they have where they're shooting that. Yeah. Why isn't that more a part of the show? I don't know. It was. It's just a special treat they get. I actually found it to be quite dynamic and quite much like the <laughs> competition in the haunted <laughs> suburbs. Like I thought it was quite a nice visual mix up to be like, oh, this is actually what these people look like in a room. Like rather than like from the security camera angles, like seeing them face to face, how they see each other. I thought that was cool. I actually think they should like use the footage from that camera more. Maybe just always have the camera out there. Let right. people walk around. I know it's a very like 1994 reality bites to be like, hey, I got my camera. What do you have to say to people? But but not really because it was it's a vertical. It's like a phone. It's literally what, the reason yeah. why we all probably I reacted that way, too, where I was like, "Ooh, I think it's because we're so familiar with that way of filming now because that's how we watch videos. I I think people I think they should have a camera in the house. They should let each other like spy on people they should be like hey you know what 
what happened? Like we had this conversation and I happened to be recording it with the house camcorder at the time. And here's what it says. (laughs) And then like, you know, every few hours you have to drop the camcorder off in the, or like take out the, the, the memory card and just put it in a slot in the storage room and you give it to the producers and they're just going to file everything. I think it would be good. I think you're onto something actually. Matt May in the chat says put body cams on all of them. (laughs) Sorry. What were you saying? That you could also do. I think you're I think you're you and Matt are onto something about like making this show a little bit more 2023. Yeah. Um and like upping the ante a little bit because we yeah, we've had this type of filming for so long. Everyone does film each other now anyway, but like at least they have the signed agreements of the people in the Big mm-hmm. Brother house where they've agreed to be filmed 24/7, so it doesn't really I was going to say like what about liability? But I guess they've already signed it away. So of what liability? I don't know. Of like filming, like the fact that it's the house guests filming instead of professionals. But they'll still have the BB professionals will still have final edit cut. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a very cut. interesting idea. Directors BB twenty five directors commentary edition. Yeah. With C- Stevie Soderbergh's cut, <laughs> he's available. <laughs> So I, yeah, I, I see it. I think that's cool. All right. What else did you think about Corey's outfit? Okay. My, this is my final point. Okay. Do you prefer hot boy summer fantasy or mermaid fantasy? I actually um, thought there was a new line in the veto oh. competition from Miss Felicia. Oh. Where she, at one point she said like, I made it to the end and I carried my egg. <laughs> it was something like that. It was something like so out of context that for that competition. And I was like, that might be a new contender for mermaid fantasy. I prefer ma- mermaid fantasy. Mermaid fantasy was so unique. clear. I agree. I agree. I did like seeing them shit out those eggs. <laughs> that was a good cop. That was a good that comp. Was a funny like comp. they got tarred and feathered. <laughs> They had to go through, climb through the goo. They had to shake their little arms. <laughs> they had to do a dance. It was a good comp. Like, it was disgusting. Yeah. yeah we it actually was just got, like fun. We got a question in the Discord. Tullinator asked, what do you think the veto goo was made of? Now, this is such a good question. Such a good question. The goo, <laughs> it was like perfect 90s movie goo. Mm. Like, who has the. This recipe is passed down generation from generation. Yeah. It originated on the set of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Legend of the Ooze. And I believe now it was the been... secret of the ooze. <laughs> Sorry, secret of the ooze. We the were... secret revealed to the Big Brother producers. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to blow it out, make it a legend. It was supposed to be a secret. <laughs> I, I, cornstarch? Like, what could it be? I believe it was some sort of like corn starch, corn syrup situation because I believe there was like a very heavy ants scenario going on. Yeah. And how do you get that shit off? It looked so disgusting. Yeah. I mean, they always get ants, but I believe there have been, according to the hamster uh, watch uh, daily summaries, there have been quite more ants than than usual. And the ooze is... The ooze is the culprit for sure. <laughs> oh my God. It, I mean, it really looked very sicky when Izzy was trying to pull it off of her fingers. I was like, just leave it at that point. And poor Felicia, she like, it took, everyone did like four eggs and she was like, <laughs> I got halfway there. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, she Seeing that little that. egg squeeze its way out. <laughs> I mean, it reminded me of giving birth. <laughs> Same. Same. I thought it was a really, really good comp. Wait, did we you got, have anything else on Corey? No, that was, that was our extended Corey. Well, let me just segment. say, I thought that that was very fun. We've talked about this in many seasons where it's like, they're all really bored. The girls say, let us give you a makeover to a guy. Right. A straight. Usually it's like a straight guy who has never experienced like the fun of makeup and hair before and like outfits. Oh, yeah. And you can tell so much by the type of guy and the type of like social player in the game of Big Brother by the guys who are like, nah, like, I don't want to do that. And the guys like Corey who are like, why not? Sure. Throw it on me. I'm your Barbie doll. Like, 
it makes a huge difference of just like being fun, saying yes, being good natured. It, it goes such a long way. It's hot. Trust me. Trust me. It is, as it's hot. As the guy in the dorm, like the freshman year dorms, who was asked to do that and followed through, invaluable, invaluable yeah. social social bonding situation. Because inevitably it makes the girls like you more or trust you more. I think you're yeah. at least more fun to hang out with. And yeah. then depending on the type of guys you're with, the guys will either be like, oh, well, maybe he's kind of cool. Or they'll be like threatened by it. So yeah, what know. better thing to threaten other guys with by cross-dressing? Like how amazing, <laughs> what a great, what a yeah. great like thing to do in life. Yeah, but I thought it was good. I thought he looked good. Good for him. We got to talk about my girl. Blue. Mimi. Oh, <laughs> I just wanted to say one thing. Oh. So blue was like, say my catchphrase to Corey. And her catchphrase is kitty, kitty, purr, boots, slay, bitches. Yes. I think blue could do better than that. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I think we could come up with a better catchphrase. What's it's boots? very. I don't know what boots is. Boots? Is it like shoes? Boots? Boots, boots with the fur. Oh, okay. Yeah, boots with the fur. <laughs> Kinky boots. I think so. Wow, this is like the this is the Bowie Jane <laughs> hour here. <laughs> what are words? I don't know. Are we too old? Oh, I we... thought you meant, yeah, we're actually hello fellow kids. Yes, we're definitely 35. We know what boots is. Um <laughs> It just felt, it sounded very, maybe this is on purpose. Maybe that's because this is cool. But you remember the girl, the live streaming girl on TikTok who would say like, popcorn, so good. Yum, yum. Ice cream. Like the NPC oh, I've seen live. a bunch of those. The ones who are like, yeah. That's what the catchphrase, her, her supposed catchphrase sounded like to me. Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's what boot, what boots? Blue. Blue should change her name to Boots. Boots. She'll be, be Boots on this pod. <laughs> I might start calling her Boots by accident. <laughs> um, that's what she should change it to. Okay. Anyway, that's enough on Boots. Let's talk about our girl. I said this last week. I said, Nicole is smart. She's brilliant. She's beautiful. She's talented. And she has a husband at home. Who she just got married to. She has a high-powered job. In Washington, D.C. Why is she here? She hates this. She's miserable. And she got a whole segment about how miserable she is. About how much <laughs> she... She might... Again, I said this last week. She might be the most normal person who has ever played Big Brother. And we got a whole segment devoted to it. We saw her like... Like psyching herself up with a little like breathing exercise thing, about to walk it back into the house. She's in the storage room at this time. And she says, dumb yourself down. Like... She is our she, Patronus. She is our spirit animal. She's like, our. She's every woman. Yes. She is great. I'm really glad that they gave her a um, a TV spot like this yeah, because yeah. on feeds, um, she might as well not be there. And I understand why. It's because she doesn't want to be there <laughs> because <laughs> she's trying to hide from these people. She doesn't like any of them. She does a pretty good job. Like you can't really tell when she's in the groups with people on feeds that she hates them all. But um, you do see her go and have her private moments. I noticed during the pressure cooker competition, she was locked in. Even those first couple of minutes we saw on the show and then like a little bit after, because we won't get into spoilers yet. I was like, this girl needs that private HOH bedroom so badly. I mean, she was so yeah, in it to win yeah. it and not even because she wanted to stay safe, just because she wanted to sleep alone without the space cowboy farting in her oh direction, my God. you know? <laughs> First of all, homeboy, stop trying to make space cowboy thing. Why it's not going to be a thing. I literally made a note, space cowboy? He's the only one who calls himself that. Like T-Bone. Like, why <laughs> is he doing that? <laughs> On on Seinfeld when oh, George okay. tries to give himself his <laughs> oh, own nickname. Okay. I thought there was like a BB contestant from like 14 years ago who's like, it's me, it's E-Bone. <laughs> we should start calling Blue T-Bone. There is like a quadrant of like wants to be there, wants to be on TV, wants to be there, doesn't want to be on TV, mm -hmm. doesn't want to be there, wants to be on TV, that's your girl, Bowie Jane. 
Yeah. <laughs> doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be on TV. That's Nicole. That, and that's she's our girl. She's our girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was saying, I'm just glad she I'm glad the ultra casuals because you and I are obviously casuals, but I'm glad the ultra Casual casuals plus. who truly only watch the TV show got a little taste of Nicole because I think she deserves a little love. You know, they're having that vote. I hope people vote for her. I think she deserves fans. Just to spoil it, you know who I voted for 10 times? Nobody. Boots. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I think she needs it. Oh, you think she's in danger? Yeah, I think she needs it. And I. Th I and yeah. you believe in love, so you want to save her and Jared. I believe, I believe in life after love. Oh, my gosh. I do, too. Um, well, good for you. You know who I voted for? Bowie Jane. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. I don't vote. You, think you can't I vote? vote. You're not even in America. <laughs> it's America's vote, not Canada's vote. <laughs> I'm not voting on that shit. I don't care. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. You know who's winning this season? Suri. You know, if she doesn't win, who's winning? Jared. What does it matter? That is the disappointing thing. I mean, like, good for them. Good like, for them. Like, we're rooting for them. But also, like, we, you and I were, like, talking about this this week of, like, that was kind of our initial disappointment with the Suri thing a few weeks ago. Suri's great on the show. I mean, she's, she's better great. than half of these people. Uh, but obviously. Like, what, what is one divided by 17? That's, like, you know, you spin the roulette wheel how much percent you would expect any one person to win the game, right? Let me yeah. do this on my windows calculator <laughs> now i'll patiently five percent five point eight percent right so you would imagine every person has like a five point eight percent chance of winning i would say she has you know on week one right i would say she had like a 20 25 percent chance of winning and everyone else had the rest right so like yeah. that's just the one thing of like and we're moving in that direction we're moving in that direction like heisem got out um I mean, do you want to move to Thursday and talk about what's going on? Yeah, and, and I think what we should because the... I don't want to. I, he's gone, RIP. But I do think we need to spend a little last time talking about Heisem. <sighs> what a disappointment. He was so good. Like, he was so good. And we'll talk about spoilers in a bit. But like. I just think I tweeted this. Okay. I just think we don't get. You don't get reality TV people like Heisem yeah. every day, every season, even every five seasons. He's truly a unique person in that he is a well-rounded character of a person who, like, shouldn't be on a reality show. Like, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. <laughs> he doesn't need a reality show. We get so many young, sorry, but we get a lot of blues. We get a lot of young, hot people on reality shows because they're looking to build their brand. They're looking to like promote their swimsuit line, whatever it is. Nothing against them. I get it. That's good for them. But it's just, it makes it even more rare to get someone who's 45, has a full life. Not only is he a doctor, but like, as Matt May just said in our chat, a burlesque dancer by night who is like, he wasn't a bad, he wasn't like mean. He was just, he let the power go to his head. He wasn't a horrible person. He was a fun person to watch. He was he truly was, unique. He was caught. Yeah, he was a bit cocky that week. And then he was caught. He was working on some other personal relationships outside of the professor. As he was talking to America, he was doing what he should do, which is have some game talk relationship with, with other people in the house. And that was partially spun against him. It wasn't anything more or less than what anyone else really does as HOH. Exactly. We have had the season of HOH-itis. Like, you go in that room, there ain't no vax for the HOH-itis that you get in that room. Yeah. Even Felicia had it. Felicia, who two weeks ago, Cam was like, oh, I bet she's related to Denzel Washington, which was like one of the <laughs> stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. She became a Denzel Washington character. She, she was, was the equalizer. American gangster <laughs> all week. Like, what an amazing HOH. She was like bossing people around and just like the way she like, like, we've never seen like a woman have like swing 
you know what? with so much power. It was like so fun watching her talk to people and like command oh that God. room all week. It was I cool. Saw this, I saw this still of Cameron, she and Cameron in the HOH room, like cuddled together, mm-hmm. cuddled up together, so close together on the HOH couch. couch. And I was like, this kind of reminds me of, um, of, um, What's that movie? Triangle of Sadness. Oh. oh <laughs> Where like yeah. the person who's usually never in power on this show, the older woman, the older black woman, which we I don't think even ever have had on this yeah. show, suddenly is the HOH and suddenly all the young guys who, who usually the young bros who are usually like, oh, she's never going to win a comp. I don't need to worry about her. Are coming sucking up to her, having to kiss her feet. It was so great to see. Last 45 minutes of Triangle of Sadness. That is a, that's a strong wreck. It's a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it. Yes, we did. Well, for many of our listeners, they never heard it because they're. Okay. I need to shout out this comment in the chat from Silent Giant. I saw on feeds, Heisem said he wanted to wear the same thing that he came into the house wearing because he didn't want to ruin any more of his clothes with negative negative, negativity memories, negative memories. Wow. Love it. Also, when Heisem was evicted, he started laughing maniacally when he was interviewed by Julie. It was like such a switch. The whole episode, he was like sad, sad sack, like depresso rama. I really felt bad for him. I I mean, it would have worked on me if it was just an act. I would have been like, you know what? We should keep him. But also (laughs) Um, too, like, who's Cam working with? Not y'all. And Red, who is like (laughs) complete floater extraordinaire. Right also, now, like, Cam's just like kind of annoying. Heisem isn't that annoying. He's kind of fun. He was doing burlesque dances for them. I mean, like, spoiler section, but like, you don't know whether the pressure cooker is coming up. You don't know what HOH is coming up. But I mean, in a way, I have so much. I have so much more to say. I need to talk about who won the fucking pressure cooker because I'm like, I'm dying. Yeah. But like. You're voting out your own number earlier in the game. Like, as fun as this week was, and as much as, like, seeing the whiplash of the HOH-itis on Heisen was, I mean, he's, he's yeah, to your point, he's great television. Very sad to see him go. Bring him back. Bring him back for BB26. All Heisen season. Um, like. Yes. <sighs> this might be, like, a kind of a, we might look back on this as being, like, kind of an odd move for Uh, the Felicia gang (laughs) because it's like, okay, so you get, we spun the roulette wheel, like a true roulette wheel sort of HOH competition. Felicia, of all people, one HOH. She got it and she takes a shot within her own alliance at someone who is admittedly a very good competitor and someone that they would, would be a very early target once that, you know, once we got deeper into the game and say the, the handful side has been kind of mostly or completely eradicated. This is going to look, this is going to kind of come back as like a pivotal turning point moment in the, in the show. And maybe something that Felicia and squad regret. Maybe, maybe. Um, I just loved his interview with Julie. Like he went from being so sad. I liked that he had a parting shot to cam where he was like, I'll help you. I'll work with you. Cameron, who knows? (laughs) And then he left on a good note. He, I thought he was a gracious loser. Very Absolutely. gracious. Do you and know that, what I was living for? What? When Julie's like, there's a secret relationship in the house. And he's like, well, I guess like Jared and Blue. And she's like, not a romantic relationship, like a familial relationship. And he shouts, girl, why? <laughs> He's speaking for all Big Brother fans when Julie's like, yes. there are people who are related in the house. And he's like, girl, why? That's how yeah. I feel. I agree. And I li- I loved his reaction because he's like, he's out of the house, right? So what's it to him now? Yeah. She's like, what do you think about that? He was like, great. I hope they win. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out. Like, who cares? Fuck them. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, I'm not going on Big Brother again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, he was so good. And then when she was like, do you want to see your goodbye messages? And he was like, no, no. <laughs> I don't. 
Like, you just don't get someone like him. We should cherish every second yeah. we had with Heisum. It's, uh, yeah, it's He's unfortunate. He's a real person. He's a real, well-rounded person. And those types of people don't go on Big Brother. It's so funny, too, like when we get the the finale episode. This always happens for me when we watch the finale episode of Big Brother or Survivor or whatever it is. This like the cast of the show is really about the kind of the people who make it to jury because you just spend so much right. time with them. And then they're like, oh, well, here's the jury and here's the five people from pre-jury. And you're like, who? Frenchie. <laughs> What like they don't even ask Frenchie a question or anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just sad that Heisman's going to be in that group. I know. We're I was gonna hoping be like, there'd be a twist. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I usually when when someone's going home and it's so obvious they're going home, even though they did the thing where they're like, oh, maybe it's a flip. I am you. I've made my peace with it by the time they're voted out because I'm just like, well, they're gone. Who cares? But he fought to the very end and he was just such a special person that yeah. I really, I really grieve. I grieve the loss of Heisem. I think people might regret it if like, you know, you're an Izzy or you're a Felicia or whatever. Um, Maybe. Uh, Should we get into spoilers? Yeah. So a few things that we can make, we can make spoilers. So the, so the. Pressure comp happens. The return of Kaser. How do we feel about that? Um, <laughs> I was I I was like he didn't win this. <laughs> so he didn't win that. Kind of like, he didn't win a season. He didn't make it into jury of any season he's been on. I love Kaser. He's like such a he's such a he's like, the most famous loser. He's the most famous guy who's like done nothing on Big Brother ever. Like maybe that's what Heisem could be in the future. Oh yeah, um, maybe yeah. Because yeah, I, I I listen. I'll take any opportunity to look at KSR. He's a beautiful man. Um, he's a he's a great guy. But yeah, I uh, need to, I need to read this. I need to read this comment from Matt May. We need to talk about because I was about to bring it up. Thank you, Matt May. Okay. We need to talk about Kaser and how he visibly <laughs> couldn't wait to be done with introducing the pressure cooker and get out of there. Like, was it one take? Was that somehow the best take? So I don't know if you noticed this as well. He's reading the thing like, and be afraid because it's scary time and the whatever. Right, right, right. And he's like, and get ready because the competition's about to start. Sorry, you have to be watching this on YouTube right now. And he kind of looks away like towards someone like, we done? <laughs> like you just see it all in his eyes. Like they don't cut the treat. video. He like looks away like at someone like, we good? <laughs> I saw that someone tweet like maybe he was looking at the Demogorgon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the fucking guy in stilts that paid a hundred dollars to walk around. Uh, <laughs> that, that scab. <laughs> they had Kazar scab come to oh, that yeah. line instead yeah. of Krista Joseph. <laughs> um, that was so funny to me because I know that was like. I just, well, and I also at one point saw, so I watched like, yeah, I think I watched an hour and a half because I, I saw it when, um, Sari and Jared dropped because yeah. they dropped pretty close together. I was like, these people are not going to last three hours. So let me watch the first half. So I watched the an hour and a half and in it, they were talking about the, the pressure cooker comp and they were like, they're, Cause they were asking Corey in America, who are the only two people who've ever actually watched big brother in this show. <laughs> I love they're that like, moment. so who won? And they're like, Kesar won. <laughs> I was like <laughs> screaming at my computer. I was like, no, he didn't. I'm a casual. Kesar I hasn't really won didn't. anything. And <laughs> other than employee of the month at his software firm. <laughs> and they were like, they were, they were giving all these, they got all this stuff confused. They were like, yeah, he won after he shaved his head. <laughs> and I was like, that is not the same thing. It was on 9-11. Like, <laughs> like, it uh, was just, it I, was very frustrating. <laughs> I thought, I thought part of it was gamesmanship from my girl, America, because Julie's like, get ready. Or Kayser's like, get ready. It's the pressure cooker comp. And then. Everyone's like, what's the pressure cooker? Which was just so amazing. And they go, America, tell us you're the only fan here. Yeah. And she goes, I think they released mosquitoes in there. <laughs> Which I, I, I'm just going to believe for my own sure. bit of thinking that America is a secret genius. 
I think that was her trying to get into the heads of her. She was talking to Sari at the moment because Sari was like, what the hell is this? She's like, I think right. they release mosquitoes. Oh, Sari was like, oh, it's going to be scary. So they're going to put bugs on in there. This is all what right. happened on the live show. She goes, oh, they're going to put bugs in there. And America goes, oh, I think they released mosquitoes last time, which – why no? Why would they release mosquitoes on people? Like that's actual. Tor- like people Torture. are gonna get West Nile virus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's taking too many pages out no. of Survivor's book. And they did have they did have snakes in this one, but they were like in a box twenty feet away from everybody. I felt bad for the snakes. I thought, yeah, snakes got this motherfucking snakes out of this. Does Peter know that they were using these snakes? Peter disagrees with everything. Okay. Peta, well, Peta, no, Peta doesn't believe that people should have pets. Like Peta is completely bonkers. We don't care. Well, what Peta whatever says. the next level is, that yeah. but below Peta, like the National Humane Society, whatever. Yeah. Um. um I, yeah. So I turned it on, and Suri and Jared were out already, but they couldn't go anywhere because the third person hadn't dropped yet. And right, everyone was kind of there, and. And they're like, all giving false information about the first pressure cooker <laughs> yeah. comps in case R1. And like, <laughs> and then I woke up at 6.30 this morning and there were still six people left. Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe it. I tweeted this, but like I was watching till around 11.30 and I was like, that is so late. I have to go to bed. I went, I dozed off. Picture me in a beautiful king size bed. This is not a my light beautiful duvet. king size bed. Four humongous pillows, a, a sleep mask, my sound machine on. I had a gorgeous eight hours of sleep. I woke up refreshed. I said, let me look and see who won. They were still standing there. I couldn't. I'm honestly really impressed by everyone. I don't even like, you know, I'm not a big fan of um, Cameron or Red, but like, I'm very impressed by them. I'm super impressed Red by didn't Blue last that Blues. Long. Red wasn't there in the morning when I turned it okay, on. At, someone else. I mean, you might have obviously beat me. You were in the East Coast. But when I turned it on at 630 Pacific time, Red was gone. I'm impressed by anyone. Bowie Jane lasted for like nine hours, didn't she? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, they all lasted no much longer. I was so certain that they were all going to stop at three hours, especially because Jared and Sari. How are these people looking at Jared and Sari dropping first? Within the first hour? Yeah. What is it? Two hours, I guess? And just being cool with it and aren't considering, like, I just had to stand here for 12 hours. Maybe they know something I don't know. Yeah, that would be pretty, like, I'm interested to see the fallout from that. Like, they they just seem like Teflon right now where it's like, why are these two so fucking comfortable with just... But there's not going to be any. There's not going to be any. No, there's not. So who won? Cameron won, which actually we were talking is like kind of like a fun ish scenario. Yeah, no, I'm okay with it. (laughs) I mean, talk about HOH itis. Talk about HOH itis. This guy has HOH itis when Riley is HOH. He like the way he talks to people is like is like complete crazed like peak like Heisman cocaine like confidence levels. Right. It's he's he's a jerk. I don't I don't Let like me, how he is as a person. I don't like how he talks to people. I don't like his sense of humor. This guy, everything about this guy rubs me the wrong way. And I cannot wait for his HOH reign. And I cannot oh, wait yeah, I, for I, next so week excited. when he's not HOH. Before there's another moment I need to discuss from the pressure cooker that yeah. I saw last night that I thought was so funny. So what they did on feeds is they had two cameras on the pressure cooker and then two cameras on Felicia alone in the house. <laughs> She's just sitting there on the couch eating bonbons. <laughs> well, she would like occasionally like get up. She'd like do she'd like clean the kitchen. Yeah. She'd get a snack. She'd like just walk around. Like it was very funny. It was actually very spooky. I was like, they should let the demogorgon out in the house. With Felicia while she's there. No that would be scary her. verse. No one would believe her. Yeah, I thought that would be so fun. But anyway, so it was a very funny um, setup for the cameras anyway. But so within the first hour, they're already again, this is why I thought they'd be all done by the time I woke up. They were already like getting bored, getting antsy. It was awkward. They were standing there in silence and it's dead silence for maybe a couple minutes when Cameron goes, well, I could tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm out. A story? <laughs> I'm out. And oh my God. so he started telling this story. And I, I mean, 
Cameron is not a gifted storyteller. Maybe if you were really desperate, it would have been interesting. But he was talking about like the mountains and like his view from the mountains and seeing the stars. And he was like, I don't know if you've ever seen stars at night, but they're actually very bright. Like he was, (laughs) you know, like going into unnecessary detail. Yeah. This this man (laughs) is so unbelievably confident that like he is interesting and incredibly But what was so funny is as he's going on this story, the producers were like, we can't listen to this. Put all four cameras on Felicia alone in the house. <laughs> so, then it, so then it literally went to Felicia for like 20 minutes. And what it felt like is they finally went back. Because I was like, I actually do want to see the com in case anyone falls out. They finally went back and it, he was like wrapping up the story. <laughs> I think they were like doing us a favor. And that's how I met a horse. That's how I met your mother. Um, it was great. It was great. There were, yeah, there were a couple funny moments. There was a weird, I think Jared and America have, aren't on the best of terms, shall we say. And we have to talk about America. That was what I made a mental note of when you brought her up. I well, She made it really to final like two. America. She was the last, she was the second to last. The final three were Cam, Mimi, yeah. and America. I really like her. I think she's just like cute as a button mm-hmm. and she is a fan and the problem is I think she wants to play. She's not like some of the other young cast members they get who like don't know. Like, like Jag doesn't know what he's doing. Matt doesn't know what he's doing. Blue doesn't know what she's doing. America knows what she needs to do, but is in a really tricky spot where she just wasn't involved in a lot of the um, alliances the first alliances that proved to like need to exist to inform she's these routinely, later alliances. Yeah. She's routinely she's, been like the lowest totem pole member. Yeah, she's just kind of on the outs. Yeah. But she's starting to form a relationship with Corey. It is a little romantic, which I find like I don't really get, but not many options. Whatever. What are you gonna do? The space Pardon? cowboy? What are you gonna do? The space space cowboy instead? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Fucking times are tough once there was a time that i was walking down the creek and uh, saw this. <laughs> yeah like, exactly shut up. times are tough in the big brother house i get that but i do really like her and i was kind of rooting like because she also would have been interesting because she's not super close she's in an alliance with suri and jared and izzy because they all are yeah but she's really on the outs so i was interested in seeing what she do- did i'm i I'm interested in her path. I think she could hopefully be an interesting, not just go with the flow player. That's what I'm hoping, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she, there's like this, there's like this double Dutch jumping rope thing happening and she's just like trying to jump in and she's not, she's not finding the right opportunity. Um, And, you know, okay. What's going on with Cameron? Silent Giant says that Cameron said, America said that Cameron flirted with her to Corey. Oh. That's a comment in the chat. I know that Cameron is trying to flirt with America because I see it. He's trying to flirt with all the hottie girls. Yeah. He's a, he's a weird middle-aged man. Yeah. He's like very it, single. It's like there's only so much America can do. She just sort of has to be like, aha, okay, hug, bye. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's into Cameron at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't think many people are into Cameron. <laughs> um, Cameron's wife, first wife, was not into Cameron. <laughs> uh, I So what's kind of happening? We haven't had the... Um, we haven't had the nominations yet, but what I think I, they happened. I think oh, they like okay. they're back. The feeds are back now as we record oh, yeah, this actually, we're yeah. recording this feeds, late at night. Okay, so this is what happened. Uh feeds have just returned as of a couple minutes ago, and Blue and Jag have been nominated. So what was going on today after the pressure cooker from my sense of feeds? Um last week we had Felicia take a shot inside of her own alliance. And I thought it could have been pretty damaging for her if, and her alliance, if someone like Cam were to win. And he does. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a bad week if you're Sari, if you're Izzy, if you're Jared, something like that, that side of the house. So Jared isn't like, Jared isn't like perform. It's like, he's ostensibly not on that side of the house, even though he is. So what do we have instead? 
the damn thing that happens every fucking season of Survivor is there is a strong alliance with people who know what's going on in the house. And then there's another allowance. This is like Fute all over again, where Fessy like nominates <laughs> his own people. <laughs> yes. This is yeah. Fute all over again, but with stupid space cowboy logic of yeah. he's going to go after Blue and Jag and... May, I think maybe Matt is a renom, maybe is he, like he doesn't know what's going on in the house. And this goes back to, I believe it was Wednesday's episode where Cameron and Red are talking as they do. And Heisem is leaving the game. They know this and they're like, and Cameron's like, well, maybe I can just take Heisem's spot in the professors. That's not how it works. It's not like there's a spot. It's not like five people. Sorry, there's a fire truck driving by my house right now. I apologize. It's not like, oh, we need five people to play this game of basketball or nine people to play this game of baseball and someone dropped out. We need a new member. They didn't come to you in the beginning, so they don't want you in the group. Yeah. At all. (laughs) Just because someone left their alliance doesn't mean they're like, oh, we have an open member. We needed someone to drum in this band. We lost our drummer. They don't like you. So here we are again. This happens, feels like this happens every season around this time, kind of a point where things are kind of even. There's an opportunity for for the lesser numbered alliance to take a shot at the bigger number alliance. And the stupidest person in that alliance becomes HOH and is like, what if I take a shot at my own alliance members? So that's what's happening. I don't know what's going on with backdoor stuff. And that's what, let me just say. Disappointing and stupid. Yeah, of course. Let me just say, that's what made last year, last season, so fucking good. Because you're right. It was at this exact same time, or maybe not exact, but it was at close to this exact same time that Turner becomes HOH and they form the leftovers. They realize we are not part of this big alliance. They're going to steamroll. Let's put up a Mira. And Mm -hmm. it was like the turning of the season to make it so much more exciting, so much more fun. I just don't think we have that cast this year. Cameron is going to do Suri and Felicia's dirty work for them and turn around and get his ass nominated and sent home next week, which is fine. I don't like Cameron. I just kind of feel bad for Boots and Jack. I mean, here's what I'm watching for right for at this point, because I really I don't see how Sari, Jer, and Jared don't make it to final four. I just don't see a way where that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I'm looking for is like their secret to be exposed when Izzy, Izzy and Jared are having some tiffs. They are kind of like they get along for the most part, but there there are some cracks in the foundation there. And so it'll be really fun to see how Sari manages like Izzy, who's her probably number one ally in the house and her son, who is also her number one ally and how they don't like each other. And they have little fights. And as much as Izzy like is a goofball and she's like doing crazy stuff and she's making facial expressions and going and talking game with everybody. She's loyal and she's like a good gamer. Yeah. Jared is like, Jared's a complete like loose cannon. Like Jared's a really interesting player. He seems to get along with most people getting along with boots pretty well. He is like hinted to boots pretty hard that he has this like secret that is very much related to something in the game. Yes. And I think was it, was it Riley or Kirsten's? goodbye thing with Julie where where Jared said something about like he said he he said something off the cuff that kind of tied I, I believe it might have been Kirsten's exit interview where Julie told her and Kirsten is like oh yeah that's interesting because Jared just said like two hours ago in the bathroom that he lived in this place that we know Sari lived and it was, it was something like that and mm. um I, I think there was another thing too where Jared said, Oh, some people back home call me like 
Juicy J or like some sort of <laughs> nickname. I'm, I'm, I'm making it up. And they're yeah. like, oh, interesting. It, like he kind of said it off the cuff and not many people heard it. And it's like, oh, interesting because it doesn't – Sari have a son named Juicy J or something like that? <laughs> so like because Sari, I believe, is – I, is being honest about how many children she has, but I think she's like obscuring the name of one of her children, obviously, because right. people just sit around and like get to know each other's family and significant others and friends and stuff, the names of them. So um, this has to come out. This has to come it out. It has to. It has to. It has Big to. Big brother, please. Like if it's not coming out, you got to make a competition. We're like, we need drama. Of that. We need drama everybody. of like, we need drama of Jared and Blue, the showmance. Um, and like Sari either trying to break them up or Jared deciding like he can't be with her because his mom's in the house. Whatever, whatever drama that showmance brings, I'm down with. Um, that's kind of I mean, this this season really revolves around Sari and Jared. Like this is their season. And so Suri is- any and all drama around them yeah silent silent giant who's a who's a new a new listener i see uh is saying Suri says uh her son's name is jamie that's that's like the son that she's got it that's the that's jared but she's calling him jamie to that to other people great to have people who aren't casuals like us (laughs) in the chat i i need to read an email is that all right please do emails from colin Hmm. First off, thank you for reading Never my email. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Danny and Brett. First off, thank you for reading my email on the podcast. Second off, Danny oh. shouted out everyone and thanked them for submitting questions, except for me, the sole person to send in emails by the end of the podcast. It's okay. I still love you. Thank Third you. off, I, I was dared and challenged to ask a harder question because oh, he was that person who asked the the FMK question was a very easy one I don't remember here we go this is a great question (laughs) you both are in the pressure cooker competition Brett last week there were whispers that you were the next target this HOH is crucial for your game in the house with you is Julie Chen Moonves Krista Joseph Allison (laughs) Grodner Steve of Summer of Steve and Jeff (laughs) from Survivor Jeff is in your alliance, but is not eligible to compete because he was the outgoing HOH last week and he helped you backdoor Christopher Nolan. Wow. Wow. Julie Chen Moonves immediately drops out and wins a seven day vacation sponsored by Christian Mingle. (laughs) Chris to Joseph and Summer of Steve drop out and Chris has to wear a giant nose from the Humiliverse. And Steve wins a date with a nether gorgon, but has to remain in the nether region until the next eviction. It comes down to you two, Brett and Danny, and Allison Grodner. Allison Grodner is clearly aligned with the other side of the house and makes you two a deal that if you throw it, she will keep you both safe and go after Jeff Probst this week. She also lets you know that Julie Chen is a floater and will be the pawn. What do you do? Well, it's really up to me. Yeah. Because you're going to be on the block. You're going to be targeted. So I guess, what do I do? I keep my little thingy on that button. Like, I'm not giving up. I'm I'm like Cam in America. I can go for hours. I will not stop. I will save my alliance. I actually do think I would have been, other than the fact that I would get really sleepy, I do think I'd be good at this competition. So I would, but what I would do is I would say to Allison Grodner, Let's cut a deal. I'd pull a total actual winner of Pressure Cooker. Yeah. The girl who backstabbed Kazar. <laughs> yeah, whose name we don't remember. <laughs> That's why wasn't she didn't get yeah. to come on the show to say the this message. Girl, this woman's <laughs> face has been all over my Twitter feed all day because it's like, oh, props to the true Her queen. Name. And we're like, yeah, we don't, we don't know. Her name <laughs> was Jessica. That's not true. I can't be I, I know our chat. What do we know. do? Anyway. I don't know. I'm hanging on. I'm beating Grodner. I don't care. I'm here's but what my, are we going to do when it's just you and me? Let's say, let's say Brett go Grodner's out. She dropped and it's just you and me. Do you trust me? Why don't you let me have HOH? I would trust I you if you I played big brother with you. I would right. also trust you to, if you and me like made it to the end of big brother, the two of us, 
Not mm-hmm. only do I trust you, I would also trust you to fucking vote my ass off if you're sitting next to like a complete like loser. Go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're if yeah. like you, me, and Bowie at the end, not only do I trust you, but I also trust you implicitly to kick my ass out and win you wouldn't the game. be mad no i'd be like iconic move iconic okay all right i'll do it um i for me with pressure cook for me with anything that makes me slightly uncomfortable i'm like I either like do it or i don't do it so like we'd cut a deal i would we'd cut a deal i would either be like one of the first three people out on pressure cooker or i would try to win the health i would like do what I can to win the entire thing and like nothing in between. Like I'm not, I'm not doing like seven hours and stopping. I just think I am, you got it. Yeah. You can't get to a point where you're doing seven hours. So you cut a deal. I'm a negotiator, you know, I'm like Idris Elba in the airplane show. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I'm making it all the way to the end. I am pissing my pants on national television. I will do it. <laughs> um, this is like truly apropos of nothing. But did you know that they are rebooting Frasier? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very aware that they're rebooting Frasier. Uh, David Hyde Pierce is not in it. No, he's not. And, and it's just going to be like, it's just going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. Kelsey Grammer and two, it's like his son and his nephew. Yeah. So it's going to be Kelsey Grammer going like, sounds like you've got the woke mind virus. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I see we've entered pop culture region. Um, uh, I'm going to check it out. I think it is going to be on Paramount <laughs> Plus. I'm going to check it out because I love Frasier. But like, I love Frasier too. I, what are they going to do? It's like it's going to be like <laughs> Frasier being like, "Son, we have to go to the opera," and like his Gen C son is going to be like, "Dad, that's not on fleek." And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Dad, you do not have Riz. <laughs> like, that's what it's going to yeah. be. You are not a G and your clout is low. Um, we did get a question from Matt May in the chat. Julie, hot or not? To me, it looked like Julie had an Easter church service to get to. I'm going to say something right now. Matt May, I think you're in the minority. And I'm going to guess that Brett agrees with me. I think this was a hot. And I think a lot of people thought that because I saw a lot of people tweet immediately, wow, Julie looks great tonight. And even my husband, who's supposed to be faithful, said, wow, that's a nice dress. Diane Lane, unfaithful. (laughs) Julie was wearing a floral dress for the pressure. What is a good thing to put in a a pressure cooker? I don't know, some fucking vegetables? Floral dress, Foliage. hair down. She looked hot. It was a hot. It was a definite hot, especially after the disaster of the oh pantsuit last week. Oh, my God, with the, the, <laughs> the, the, the army jacket and the hair. What are you doing? <laughs> Daniel, I have, a final, a I have a final question for you. I don't know if you yes. – like, I don't know if you get the same com- commercials that we do here. Are you seeing the Hercule Poirot movie with Tina Fey in it? Duh, I love Kenneth Branagh, obviously. And you're not like, Tina Fey is the killer, right? Like she's obviously- With enough <laughs> champagne to fill the Nile. <laughs> that was the last one. I can't believe they made another I didn't one after see that the, I didn't, Oh, I haven't seen either. I haven't seen any of the, the Ken Branagh, Agatha Christie Well, I saw movies. the first one. I saw um, Orient Express. Mm-hmm. And then I only saw, then there was Jewel of the Nile with enough champagne to fill the Nile, Gal Gadot. And now it's this one, which looks great. I think it looks great. It actually does yes, look kind of, it does look kind of good. It's kind of spooky, but you know. I'm happy to see it. I love Kenneth Branagh. I love Tina. I want to shout out Silent Giant, who's still talking about Frasier in the chat. <laughs> you know what? I will not be watching. Buddy Games. Oh, Death on the Nile. Thank you, Silent Giant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buddy Games podcast. With enough champagne. Hey, buddy. That's our spinoff that. pod. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for your questions and comments, including Colin, who wrote us an email. Yeah. You can always write us questions on Twitter at HeyJulieBB. You can join our Discord and send us questions there. You can email us like Colin did. Hey, Julie, big brother at gmail.com. It's, we're having fun. We're still having fun. Even though we know what's going to happen this season, we're having a great time. 
I, I couldn't have said it better myself. You said the names of our email address and stuff correctly. Discord link is in the in the summary. I have a question for the audience. This yeah. is a test to see. So either tweet at us, email us, or join the discourse and tell us, will you be watching the Frasier reboot? <laughs> um, that's what I'm going to do. Let us know. On Spotify, you can add a poll onto the bottom of an episode. So please vote. Please listen on Spotify. And vote on the poll. Will you be watching this Frasier reboot? America, this is your vote. America This this is America's vote. And I (laughs) dare Rob has a podcast to ask his viewers about (laughs) Frasier reboot. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. All right. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.